Good evening. Hi, Dr. Irene Chang here on my next episode on Be Happy, Healthy and Wealthy. Today's topic is on what you need to know about andropause. So andropause is similar age to menopause, but it's in men. So this is going to be an exciting one because everybody is talking about menopause, but you see the men is very secretive. They don't like to talk about their problem unless they're desperate, then they will come and find a doctor or speak to a friend about it. So if you want to know more about andropause, stay tuned and listen to this podcast to understand more about andropause. So please subscribe, listen and follow to get to know more about andropause and any other health hacks. And the other thing is, if you've got any questions you want to ask a doctor, obviously I'll put a disclaimer there. You still need to check with your own GP or doctors regarding your health issues because only your doctors will know your past medic history and uh, your drug history as well. So stay tuned. And if you have any other questions, any topics you want to cover, please email me on info at drirenching.co.uk and I should be uh, getting a forward of this email from my system. So let's start on what is andropause. Now, andropause, it's defined as an absolute or relative insufficiency of testosterone or its metabolites in relation to the needs of that individual at that time in his life. So at different stages of the person's life or the man's life, uh, the levels are different. So I've got most of this information from the diagnosis of androgen deficiency in aging male 2002 by Dr. Carutus. Now, 30 to 60% of men in their 70s are having low male hormone. Okay, half of healthy men between the ages of 50 to 70s will have a testosterone level below the lowest level seen in healthy men who are in their 20s to 40s. As you know, male testosterone do decline with age. According to the Massachusetts Male Aging Study, it showed a 30-year fall in total testosterone in male averaging around 48% and the decline in free testosterone of 85%. And there are also seasonal variation in the level of testosterone with a peak level around summer and early falls and lower levels in the winters and early springs. So what are the levels of healthy men daily hormone production? So for cortisol level, which is stress hormone, is around 20 to 30 milligrams per day. For testosterone, is 5 to 6 milligrams per day. For androstenedione, is a 3 milligrams in a day. DHT, 0.3 milligrams per day. Estron, 0.066 milligrams per day. Estradiol, 0.045 milligrams per day. DHEAS, which is 50 milligrams per day. And hence, Testosterone replacement therapy for men is safe and can provide significant benefits. 
the studies about this kind of thing has the trials been backdated back to even more than 70 years ago. What causes androgen deficiency in male? The causes are multifactorial. So some of the causes, let's say from the brain, okay, you've got the cerebral cortex, which is your main parts of your uh, main brain. One of its, the main cause is aging process. The second one is stress. Testosterone level rise when a male achieves or defends a dominant position. But testosterone level falls when a male is dominated. Excessive stress, both physical and mental, has been shown to activate the HPA axis and decrease the amount of activities of androgens. Physical illnesses, drugs like uh, drugs used for depression, anxiety, epilepsy, and psychosis. So hence, it's important you check with your doctors. And what could affect the hypothalamus and the pituitary is one of the important ones is your age. GnRH decrease. What is GnRH? Is gonadotrophin-releasing hormone, which is secreted by the hypothalamus. Okay. And the cause of this GnRH reduction is due to drugs like opioids, heroin, morphine, and methadone. The other issue is when you've got high prolactin levels, it can increase. High prolactin level uh, may be increased with stress. Prolactin level also increased with tumor, chronic kidney disease, underactive thyroid, and other drugs as well, which is related to the dopamine antagonist groups. Okay. Testis causes, testicular causes, which is obviously if, if one is born with undescended testis, which means the testis is caught up in the abdomen and slow to go down into the scrotum. Could be genetic reason, diet, physical activities, or infection. And the other main issues are like alcohol and drugs. Alcohol, which means short-term low dose or high dose of ease, uh, for ETOH, which is alcohol, it decreases testosterone level. Okay, alcoholism also can cause dysfunction of the thyroid and adrenal glands as well. Alcohol also causes high level of estrogen levels. And diet, which can affect the testosterone level, is low cholesterol diets, vegetarian diets with low in protein. Men on low-fat, high-fiber vegetarian diet were shown to have a lower total and free testosterone level, which was reversed when they went back to their regular diets. Okay? High-protein and low-carb eating programs can increase testosterone. Diabetes can cause problem. Uh, increased temperature of the scrotum level, like for example, um, you know, condition like varicocele or hydrocele, which is quite technical. You can check that out on Google. Trauma, surgery, drugs, which is a big, big thing. Okay, psychotropic drugs, ketoconazole, cimetidine, spironolactone, cypoteron, barbiturates, anticonvulsant, digoxin, HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors, chemotherapy, cannabinoids, heroin, and methadone. Okay? So there are a few things. Why, why testosterone is very important? What are the functions? So it's a sex hormone. They've got receptors all over male's body. 
is involved in the making of protein and muscles formation. It helps to manufacture bone. It improves oxygen uptake throughout the body. It helps control your blood sugar. It needed for the normal sperm development. It regulates acute HPA responses under dominance challenge. It regulates your cholesterol. It maintains a powerful immune system and aids in mental concentration, your moods. It helps protect, protect the brain against Alzheimer's disease. And it helps um, and regulates the effects of platelets regulations. Okay. What are the signs of symptoms of andropause? Okay. Which is low sex hormone in male. Okay. Fatigue, tightness, loss of energy, depression, low mood, irritability, anger, anxiety, loss of memory or concentration, loss of sex drive or libido, loss of erection or problem during sex, decreased intensity of orgasm, weight gain, other signs like back pain, joint pain, stiffness, loss of fitness, feeling overstress, decrease in job performance, decline in physical activities, bone loss, elevated cholesterol, increased risk of heart disease, increased risk of insulin-resistant diabetes or metabolic syndrome. So there are a lot of trials that showed uh, men with coronary heart disease had, had a significantly lower total testosterone and bioavailable testosterone. Okay, so they are this link with cardiovascular disease. And the other one is with memory and metabolic disease as well. Okay, it's been shown that low testosterone level is associated with congenital congestive heart failure. And in uh, studies in Hong Kong, a man with low bioavailable testosterone levels there was a strong correlation with memory loss and Alzheimer's disease, okay? So men that have a higher ratio of total testosterone to HSBG have a lower rate of development of Alzheimer's disease, okay? So as you know, testosterone is formed from the cholesterol, okay? So 95, 95% of testosterone in the male adults that is circulating in the body is made in the Leydig cells of the testis, which is six to seven milligrams a day of testosterone, of testosterone is made in the healthy adult men. The remaining 5% of the circulating testosterone is made in the adrenal glands. The making of testosterone is regulated by biofeedback mechanism, which can be influenced by your physiology, pharmacological and lifestyle factors, okay? So hypothalamus secretes GnRH, which is gonadotrophin-releasing hormone. And then the at the anterior pituitary, it releases the LH, which is your luteinizing hormone. It then triggers the Leydig cells to form and creates testosterone which then helps to form your secondary sexual characteristics and other accessory structures. Now, the FSH in the pituitary uh, gland then secreted out and goes to the Sertoli cells in the testis, and this is where it creates sperm, yeah? So GnRH is the main factor. So it's very important GnRH 
is the one that affect the LH and FSH, FSH. The frequency of the GnRH pulses depends on the following. Okay, simulation from the surrounding cells and the adrenergic activities. It inhibits. It gets inhibition from the circulating androgens and estrogen. It's affected by your dopaminergic neurons, serotonin uh, neurons, and GABA neurons as well. Okay, so in men, both testosterone and DHT acts mostly on the hypothalamus to reduce the GnRH frequency. Now, important thing is estrogen decreases the gonadotrophin secretion by decreasing the amplitude of the LH and FSH peaks at the pituitary gland. So now, testosterone has a half, has a half life in the bloodstream of just 12 minutes. The liver breaks down testosterone into inactive metabolites. Okay, the conversion of testosterone to, to DHT occurs under the action of the three types of 5-alpha reductase. Now, testosterone is unable to be stored in the testes. Consequently, testosterone is found in 2% in bioavailable form in plasma bounds to albumin and SHBG. 54% is weakly bound to albumin. 44% is bound to sex hormone binding globulin or SHBG. And you need to understand the affinity of SHBG for DHT is 1.3 times higher than testosterone. And the affinity for SHBG for DHT is four times higher than the estradiol. So important to understand SHBG is a protein that transport androgen and estradiol in men in the blood and regulates the bioavailability and access to target cells. Hence, it's important that I need to talk about this to explain something. SHBG binds more to androgen than estrogen. And SHBG mediates the androgen and estrogen signaling as well. You see, SHBG increases with age. Subsequently, your hormone levels decline. Even lower levels may be available for the body to use since more of the hormones may be bound to SHBG. So hence, it's very important to measure the SHBG level. Most of the testosterone in the body is bound to albumin or SHBG. Now, the combination of the free and albumin-bound testosterone is what determines the bioavailable amount of testosterone. Bioavailable means what is available for the body inside the body for that person. Hence, is what I want to get to. High level of estrogen increase the body production of SHBG in a man or a male. Therefore, high level of estrogen cause more testosterone to be bound in a male and which can show signs of feminization. High levels of testosterone depress the production of SHBG in a male. Okay? So anyone who's on the testosterone replacement therapy should have uh, a prostate check by the doctor and should have a digital rectal examination as well, just to make sure the prostate is fine. Now, the other thing it's important we will talk about is DHEA. So DHEA is a hormone made by the adrenal glands. It's a small amount, it's also made in the brain and skin. DHEA production declines in age, 
starting in the late 20s. By the age of 70, the body may only make quarter of the amount of DHEA it had made earlier. DHEA makes estrogen and testosterone in both women and men. So the function of DHEA, it decreases your cholesterol, it decreases formation of fatty deposits, it prevents blood clots, increases bone growth, promotes weight loss, increases brain function, increases lean body mass, increases sense of well-being, it helps one deal with stress, supports the immune system, helps the body repair itself and maintain tissue, it decreases allergic reaction and lower your TG, which is triglyceride, okay? So it's important, even DHEA as well, uh, you need to look at that. And some people might need DHEA. Now I'm going to talk about estrogen level in men, which is important. And I'm sure you now know men make estrone and estradiol and estradrol as well. So it's important that in men, uh, estrone and estradiol is measured. Males need a small amount of estrogen to maintain memory and maintain bone structure. Now, this is very important here. Androgens, which is your male hormone, aromatizes into estrogen via the enzyme aromatase. Okay, so this enzyme aromatase, which is the thing that change your androgen into estrogen. So why is that important? Because if you have a lot more estrogen, it's going to cause problems. So why you need a small amount, but not too much. Okay. So what are the, what are the things that helps you to lower the aromatase enzyme? So some of these things are like chrysind, zinc, flaxseed, EGCG, anastrozole. So these are important things, which I'm going to explain later. It in, what increases aromatase enzyme? So, which means you're going to get more estrogen when you have a lot of inflammation in the body, in obesity, in high insulin level, excessive alcohol intake, mole or biotoxin illnesses, or chronic inflammatory response syndrome. So, let's talk a bit more about estrogen. It doesn't mean that it's bad all the time, but it's just at a high level, it's not good for men. Now, estradiol has a protective effect on brain structures in older men. Serum estradiol and testosterone level have sh been shown to be lower in men with Alzheimer's disease compared to H-match control. Medication may lower estrogen level in men and cause estrogen level to be too low. Okay, Things like phenobarbitone, chlordicepoxide, carbamazepine, trazodone, and other drugs as well. Okay, so they have some, some condition like encephalitis or multiple sclerosis. They have used estrogen replacement uh, and it's been tested as uh, currently still on experiment, experimental level. Okay, so estrogen level may elevate as men age due to increased aromatase activities, alteration in liver function, zinc deficiency, obesity, overuse of alcohol, or ingestion of estrogen-containing food or environmental estrogen. High doses of testosterone as well, because high testosterone level will be changed to estrogen. Estrogen level may also increase as men age because of environmental estrogen, BPA, endocrine disruptors, plastics, 
food that may increase estrogen levels, okay? So what can increase estrogen levels, okay? There's a lot of food. I'm not asking you to stop it, but these are the important things you must understand. Fruits, certain fruits like apple, apricot, banana, cherries, common oils like coconut, corn, flaxseed, olive, okay, which can increase your estrogen level. And what are the food that can reduce your estrogen level? Is cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, bok choy, kale, turnip, rustabagus, mushrooms, rice, shiitake, portobello, baby button, crimini, red grapes, seeds that contain polyphenols like chia seed, flax seed, sesame seed, green tea, and pomegranates. Okay. I also want to cover um, ways to lower estrogen level in men. Okay. So again, if patient on high doses of testosterone, that level needs to be uh, decreased or adjusted according to blood results. Zinc, chrysine, anastrozole, or other aromatase inhibitors, grape seed extract, wild nettle root, decrease intake of estrogen containing food, eat food that decreases estrogen, which I've mentioned earlier on, Mucca, decrease alcohol intake, lose weight, eat organic food, avoid environmental estrogen, high doses of vitamin C, okay, because it also increases testosterone production, vitamin K and niacin. Now I'm going to talk about dihydrotestosterone. Why? Because this is going to be touching on male pattern bonus. So DHT or dihydrotestosterone is the most potent naturally occurring androgen, three times more potent than testosterone. So it's synthesized from the conversion of testosterone through the 5-alpha reductase. It's, the res it's responsible for formation of male sex-specific characteristics and development of male genitalia and prostate. Its low level can affect sexual function, libido, and muscle tone. Unfortunately, elevated levels may cause hirsutism, means abnormal hair growth in uh, different parts of the body, or male pattern baldness, or benign prostate hypertrophy. Okay, so we're going to talk a bit more about 5-alpha reductase. So 5-alpha reductase reconverts the testosterone to DHT, which we've mentioned earlier on. DHT binds to androgen receptors in prostate cells and promotes the uh, division or prolifer proliferation of the cells. There are three subtypes of the isoenzyme of 5-alpha reductase. So once you reduce the DHT, it should inhibit the pro prostate growth and leads to decreasing the size of the prostate and apoptosis, okay? So therefore, if you decrease the DHT production, 5-alpha reductase inhibitors, okay, can help to decrease uh, prostate size and also uh, reduce the symptoms of LUTs, which is lower urinary tract symptoms. It can also stop the disease and also treat the symptoms. So some of the examples of 5-alpha reductase inhibitors like your finasteride and your dutasteride, okay? Now, I would like to cover now about testosterone replacement. 
So as you know, testosterone replacement improves connective function. And testosterone replacement also prevents the production of beta amyloid precursor protein in men. So beta amyloid precursors protein have been found uh, in high levels in Alzheimer's disease. So some studies show that testosterone therapy in elderly men shows some reversal of connective dysfunction and also help with mild cognitive impairment. Okay. It also can improve on insulin resistance as well. So it's the other important thing is about the treatment of testosterone replacement therapy. The most important thing is to highlight that this should be done through your doctors because uh, testosterone usage in, in young men can cause infertility, which I'm going to explain a bit more about it. Okay, Treatments can include transdermal treatment. It can come in the form of patches, gel form, transbuckled tablets, which is put under the lip, which means it's going to be absorbed straight into the blood circulation before so that it doesn't have to go through the what we call the first pass metabolism in the liver. The testosterone esters, which can be given IM injection, and some of them can be given 12 week, 12 weeksly, uh, and also um, some of them two to four weekly. So there are pros and cons with different of this um, treatment patches. So you can talk to your doctors about it and the different drugs and option. There are also some topical solution, but I, I don't think we really got it in UK, but other countries, yes, you've got it. Now, some of the contraindication to testosterone usage. Contraindication means that uh, it means it's a no-no to testosterone usage. Prostate cancer, breast cancer, prolactinoma, which is benign tumor that secretes prolactin, uh, prostate nodules or induration, unexplained PSA increase. Uh, severe benign prostate hypertrophy and severe untreated sleep apnea. So now I'm going to talk about how what are the treatment that can be used to stimulate endogenous production of testosterone. Endogenous means inside the body, how you can what it can be used to increase the production of testosterone. One of them is clomiphene citrates, which is a, a serum, which is a selective estrogen receptors modulators. Now, when I say clomiphen is not FDA approved for use in men, it doesn't work in men over the age of 55. It doesn't work if the person has a chronic illnesses. How it works, clomiphen increases the gonadotrophin by inhibiting the negative feedback on the hypothalamus. So hence, it increases the LH and FSH. So it shows that it's safe and it helps patients to preserve their fertility. Okay. So it can be used to treat for hypogonadism in male. The other treatment is obviously HCG, which is a hormone with both alpha and beta subunits. Okay, is uh, the almost identical to the alpha subunits in LH and FSH. So many males under the age of forty have low testosterone level. In younger males, HCG is preferred treatment for hypogonadism. But of course, testosterone should not be used unless there is Leydig cell failure in younger men. And the good thing is, HCG does not cause loss of testicular volume and there's no decrease in sperm count that can occur in testosterone replacement therapy. So I highlight again, uh, testosterone replacement therapy 
in the form of injection or dermal treatment, transdermal treatment, it, like I said, it can uh, it can decrease the sperm count, hence can cause fertility issues. But if you use other treatment like ACG or clomiphens, which like I said, needs to go to your doctors or the hormone specialists, uh, then you could be able to treat the hypogonadism without using testosterone. Okay, so there are different exigy dosings and other side effects, but again, you need to talk to your doctors a bit about it. So a few other things I want to highlight here again, which is natural therapies to increase testosterone and suppress estrogen. Zinc, why it, it can, why is it so good? Is because it may play a role in testosterone synthesis. Chrysin, it's a natural aromatase inhibitor. It's extracted from various plants and it's found in high concentration in honey. Carnitine is an amino acid derivative, may be more active than testosterone in aging men with sexual dysfunction and depression caused by androgen deficiency. Murapuama, derived from a shrub in Brazil, considered an uh, aphrodisiac and effective treatment in impotence. Cruciferous vegetables contained some isothiocyanates and glucosinolates, which acts as an antioxidant and induces a proteins that may suppress prostate cancer. Quercetin, found in wine, inhibits synthesis of estrogen by inhibiting aromatase. So palmito and nettle extracts reduce the symptoms of BPH. So palmito reduces nocturnal urinary urgency. It increases urinary flow rate, decreases residual urine volume in the bladder, reduce discomfort from urination symptoms. Nettle root may increase free testosterone level by binding to SHBG. Antioxidant supports testosterone production by decreasing oxidative damage to tissue synthesizing testosterone. So thank you very much for listening to this talk on testosterone. If you have any question about it, just talk to me and email me at info at dririnching.co.uk and please listen and subscribe and follow for more content. Thank you very much.